Good Sunday morning. This is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. I'm with the dazzling Keely Rager. Ha, you said you were going to give me an adjective this week. Well, again, it's very hard to get a word in edgewise with you, Kate. So, <laughs> you know what? Next show, I'm just going to put my foot down and say, I'm going first. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm just still kind of in my bliss because we've just gotten back from convention. And you know how much I... I love the National Down Syndrome Congress convention. I literally, when I go to that convention, Keely, you know I come home and I float for six months on the good mojo that comes out of that convention. You are recharged. I, I will am. say that. I and am, that's I'm, a good thing. I am powered up. And I am so delighted this morning because I get to bring a little bit of convention home with me and that our guest today is Heather Sachs. And she is the Policy and Advocacy Director for the National Down Syndrome Congress. And she is just an awesome person, but her job is she works with members of Congress and the staff and federal agencies and other national disability and civil rights organizations, as well as state and local advocates around the country to talk to them and help um, explain and educate about policy issues that impact the the civil rights and quality of life for individuals with um, with Down syndrome. And she oversees the National Down Syndrome Congress's policy agendas in the area of community integration, education, employment, financial empowerment, health care, housing, Medicaid. Oh, does she ever have any spare time? I don't think so. <laughs> um, she, she also has been doing some of the you know, it's near and dear to my heart, the Rural Outreach Advocacy Program through the National Down Syndrome Advocacy Coalition, which is called NDAC. And if you have questions about this, I really encourage you to reach out to Ricky at heather at ndscenter.org. I know I'm talking a lot, but there's so much here before I yield the floor to Heather. I mean, like, she well, just let's has just such a great story. And let her <laughs> talk a little bit, Kate. Oh, I guess I could do that, too. But, okay, hey, most importantly, though, while I think she's an awesome professional and she does so much for our kids, especially when it comes to the ABLE Act, She's also just a totally rocking mom of a young lady who happens to rock that extra chromosome. So, Heather, welcome to the show. Sorry for the long, drawn-out <laughs> intro, but you do so much. I just, you know, kind of felt like I needed to give a little base for our listeners here in the Tri-States. Thank you so much. And I, I really appreciate the introduction. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm honored to be on this show to share my story with you. Yeah, so for our listeners, like, how about you tell them a little bit about your background? Let's get them to know Heather Sachs and, and how you got passionate about this particular area because, you know, I think you don't know what sure. you don't know. So no. let's let's go there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I think many of us can probably say that, um, you know, having a family member with Down syndrome is not necessarily something that uh, we had expected, but something which has forever changed our lives for the better. And that was certainly the case in, in our family. Um, just so you know, I, I live in Potomac, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C., with my husband and two dogs. I'm a crazy dog lover. Um, and I have three kids, a 16-year-old boy, a 13-year-old girl, and an 8-year-old girl. And my 13-year-old, um, her name is Leah, has Down syndrome. 
Um, I do have a background in law. I'm an attorney, and I actually was uh, started out my career practicing entertainment law in Los Angeles. Absolutely nothing to do with what I do today. <laughs> um, I had no disability policy training. I didn't even know anyone with a visible disability um, at the time that our daughter was born. But when she was born in 2005, and you know, we we quickly after birth found out that she had that extra chromosome. Um, suddenly, you know, we were set on a different path, both as a family and um, and through my career. Um, I really set out to, you know, read as much as possible. Um, as I said, I, I didn't even have a background in disability policy or law. And, you know, I think of how far I've come in so many, you know, in, in all of these years. And, and we can talk about some ways that I've gotten to where I am today in terms of the base level of knowledge that I have. Uh, but I was really very new to this and was just kind of like a sponge, like so many parents are, um, you know, reading and, and, you know, listening to webinars and attending advocacy workshops and, um, and you know, meeting other, other folks in the community, which is so important. And organizations such as the National Down Syndrome Congress were so, so important, both in those, you know, early years and then also as my daughter's been growing up. But, you know, to, to get that accurate and up-to-date information and make connections with other parents was just invaluable. Yeah. So well, I have I have a couple areas that I really want to ask you about, just because I know that you're very passionate. You, obviously, Keeley, ha, huh, you know, rural areas are my um, are my are my passion. And and so one of the things that Heather's done is this grassroots advocacy uh, coalition. And can you can you talk about that because you're really teaching others how to effectively communicate the needs of our, our kids and our adults. Can you kind of just share with our listeners so that they know a little bit more about that? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you sort of how I became involved in grassroots advocacy. As I said, you know, I, I don't have a background in disability policy. Um, I, you know, didn't really know much about local or state or even national politics when my daughter was born. Um, like so many of us do, I attended a local Down Syndrome Awareness Walk uh, for our local group, which was the Down Syndrome Network of Montgomery County in Maryland. Uh, my daughter was about a year old at the time. I met the president of the organization, and we you know, got to talking and clicked, and she tried to get me involved and said, oh, we're really looking for a social chair. And I said, well, event organizing isn't really you know, where my interest lies. And she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm an attorney. And she said, oh, great. We've also been looking for an advocacy chair. You've got the job. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I said, well, you know, I don't know anything about advocacy. Um, and she said, well, coincidentally, um, some folks from one of the national organizations, um, actually Ricky Sabia, Madeline Will, and Stephanie Smith-Lee, um, who I'm so fortunate to work with today, had reached out to her and said that they were looking for a local advocate to help them form a statewide advocacy coalition. So I really jumped in. Um, you know, I said, you know, the, the signs are there and this must be the way that I can, you know, I, I can contribute to the community while, you know, obtaining the knowledge to help my daughter along the way. Um, so I reached out to folks from all over Maryland, mostly parents and individuals with Down syndrome, and we started the Maryland Down Syndrome Advocacy Coalition. Um, this was, again, about 10 years ago or so. And, um, you know, I, I was really one of the newbies in the coalition. And one of the values of coalition building and of grassroots advocacy networking in general 
is being able to learn from, you know, people that have come before you, that have paved the way, that have obtained knowledge that, that you haven't had a chance to obtain yet. So I was fortunate to really learn from some amazing parents uh, with kids with, you know, varying ages from, you know, my daughter was very young in, you know, preschool at this point, but, you know, from elementary school up through high school and transition, and then even some adults with Down syndrome about, you know, where, where the system was broken and, and how we could set about fixing it. And um, we, we started off by doing some work in Annapolis, you know, the state capital in, in Maryland. Um, and I can talk a little bit later about some of the initial bills that we worked on. Um, but, you know, one thing I did want to say is that I think that doing work in your state capital is, you know, it, it's, it's a very, um, it, it's a very approachable, um, easier thing to do often than, you know, going to Washington, D.C. and speaking with your elected official. And, you know, I certainly help folks, you know, gain a comfort level with doing that as well. Um, but at your state capital, your state legislators are, are usually just folks in your community. Many times they're working part time and the rest of the time they're serving as, you know, a nurse or a firefighter or, or a local attorney and um, generally very approachable and, and get to know you and your organization. Yeah, I think that's that's really that's very, very important. Um, and when we come back, um, I want to talk because I'm, I'm excited about the National Downs that, about Nandak. Uh, ugh, I'm saying I can't talk today, Keely. Holy <laughs> smokes. Heather said she had a cold before we went on air, but I can't speak. Anyway, when we come back, I, I want to I want to talk um, again just a little bit more about how cool this is that they, what they've started here. And um, also, I want to talk a little bit about the ABLE Act, which is just so amazing and, and Heather's done such really cool work with. So when we come by, back, it's, this is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. Don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things? Brad Kurz, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, does. Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today, 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Branching Out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com. I learn, I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country, because every child is a gift. Every child can learn, and every child learns differently. Up at downcountry.com. Up at downcountry.com or call 217-617-3568. 217-617-3568. Or visit Downcountry on Facebook or Twitter. Hashtag every child.
Welcome back. This is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. I figured out how to speak again, Keely. That's a great thing. Is it? Well, <laughs> I guess for a radio show oh. it is. I, I'm just saying. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Heather, this is the kind of abuse I have to put up with every single Sunday oh, of my life. Oh, you are so abused. I know. I, I know. <laughs> so anyway, we have the, the awesome Heather Sachs on today, and she's talking about um, grassroots advocacy and her work with the National Down Syndrome Congress. So Heather, I'm just going to let you take it over because, because it's, I, I just, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Kate. So I know before the break, we talked a little bit about my work on the state level and the Maryland Down Syndrome Advocacy Coalition. And through that, I really saw firsthand um, the power of grassroots advocacy and, and what it means. And And for those who don't know, grassroots advocacy is really just you know, average citizens using their voice to try and affect a policy change. Um, the most effective way to do this is to tell your personal story. Most people are not policy experts. Um, you're not expected to be policy experts. But at the end of the day, your elected officials, whether it's your school board officials or your mayor or, you know, state level or federal level, they need to hear from their constituents, the people that vote for them, that put them in office. And the best way to do that is to put a face and a personal story to, you know, issues that they're working on that are important to you and your family. Um, an example of this is um, when I was with the, uh, when my daughter was born, uh, like so many of us, unfortunately, I had an absolutely horrible diagnosis story. Um, we had a postnatal diagnosis and we were given materials that were incredibly outdated. I mean, they even used the word mongoloid, which was absolutely astonishing. Um, and this was in a you know major hospital in the Washington, D.C. area. So um, it really spurred some, you know, lit a fire in me that, you know, we've, we've got to change this. There are better materials out there, such as those put out by the National Down Syndrome Congress and other organizations. Why aren't the hospitals and doctors accessing them and giving them to their patients? So one of the issues that we worked on through our local Down Syndrome Coalition was um, to bring a Down Syndrome Information Bill in Annapolis. And Maryland is one of the states that has passed that bill um, due to our work, which requires the State Department of Health to, you know, have an updated website um, and resources um, that are, you know, approved by national organizations about Down Syndrome and regularly push them out to the doctor to give to their patients because I didn't want anyone else to, you know, have that sort of traumatic experience that I had. Um, but I saw firsthand when we brought folks from all over Maryland to testify, and it was the same story over and over again, um, there were really audible gaps in the chamber um, in our state legislature when we were talking about our diagnosis stories and just how you know awful the information was that we had received. So when that bill passed, it, it really spurred me um, into advocacy. And, and as I said, I saw the power of the personal story. Um, when I first came to work for the National Down Syndrome Congress, that was actually one of the first things that I spoke with them about. NDSC is an amazing organization, but they did not have a grassroots organization. And I said, you know, we need to find a way. There are pockets of advocates, um, like my little group in Maryland, in many, many states around the country. We need to w find a way to bring everyone together, harness the power of our collective voices, and really make an impact on a federal level, which is what I hope uh, that NDAC is doing. Yeah, from you, I, I'm. I hope. I hope so as well. And I think it's it's such an important piece to 
to to begin to get a, a network of communication going. Um, one of the the things that's in, that a lot of we get a ton of calls on here in the area is about the ABLE Act. So for our listeners, could you also give them a little bit of <laughs> a brief overview, haha, <laughs> of of ABLE and what it means for so many? Sure, um, I would love to. Um, so ABLE was actually one of the first uh, policy issues that, that I worked on when my you know career kind of turned into the disability rights path. Again, goes back to a personal story. When my daughter Leah was born and my husband and I thought we were doing the responsible thing and meeting with our attorney and getting our estate in order, we were told that we actually had to write her out of our will due to the $2,000 asset Ugh, cap. I have heard that so many benefits. times. Uh, yes, and it's, it's devastating. I mean, as you can imagine, you know, you have a child uh, with a significant disability, you know, the child that's going to need, you know, money and financial security mm-hmm. the most as right. they get older, and you're told, you know, don't take the chance of leaving them more than $2,000 because it would disqualify them for public benefits when they become an adult. And public benefits are just so, so key to the, you know, community integration and opportunities that we see for people with disabilities. Um, so, you know, I started doing some reading on that issue. And um, around the same time was when a group of other parents, um, actually in Northern Virginia, um, led by Madeline Will as well, um, came together and, you know, said, you know what, we've got to fix this problem. Um, And they brought some ideas before Congress. Um, You know, being in geographic proximity, I was able to to join in the fight and uh, and go on some Hill meetings. And um, after about 10 years of advocacy from across the disability community, um, all across the country, the ABLE Act was passed in December of 2014. Well, ABLE stands for achieving. A, I'm sorry, I was, I was, I was going to go into it, but you're welcome to ask questions. Kate. No, 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 no. I just wanted to say, like, I think one of the beauties, and again, I want you to tell our listeners what uh, ABLE stands for, but is just the fact that it was across all all dis all, all disabilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was such a combined effort because it impacts so many people because that story that you told where you know you're told you can't say for your child is just heartbreaking and um for it is it I, is and so anyway so i'll let you go back i just yeah. wanted to put kind of that it in it doesn't make any sense i mean the laws are so archaic and um and you know it's just just so wasteful in society today um to, to literally have to spend down and not save money for your kids uh with disabilities um so ABLE stands for Achieving a Better Life Experience, um, nice little acronym there. It actually added a new section to the tax code. Uh, many of us have heard of Section 529, which is, uh, you know, allows us to set up education accounts for our kids to save for college. ABLE added 529A. Um, it recognized that raising a child with a disability um, creates many, many additional expenses in our lives and that families needed a vehicle to save for these expenses without being penalized against that $2,000 asset cap for public benefits. Yes. So their ABLE was born, um, and it, it really has been absolutely life-changing. As I said, it, you know, after, after 10 years of advocacy, the uh, advocates, we finally got it over the finish line. This was an astoundingly bipartisan piece of legislation. There were 
85% of the entire Congress signed on to co-sponsor that bill. I mean, that is just usually unheard of, and especially, unfortunately, in recent history. Um, but everybody recognized that the system is broken in terms of not, you know, allowing uh, you to save beyond $2,000 for your loved one with a disability and, um, and saw this as, you know, not, not as a... Um, not as a perfect fix, nothing is, and compromises often have to be made as legislation goes through the process, but as something that would be be life-changing for so many people. So now, several yes. years later, um, we have uh, 48 states that have already passed their own version of ABLE bills. Um, the, the federal bill passed, and then it basically said that the state had to give permission for ABLE programs to be set up. So each, then I, I worked with all the state, many of the state legislatures to help them develop their legislation and uh, make sure that it was following federal rules. Um, and now we have over 40 ABLE programs that exist around the country. Most of them are nationwide programs, meaning anyone from, you know, any state who meets the qualifications can open an ABLE account for their loved one. And, um, and I, I, I opened, we were blessed to open an account for my daughter last year when the Maryland ABLE program launched. And it was just a really um, momentous time for us and sort of all came full circle and, you know, was able to see the fruition of my work and the work of so many others. Well, and, oh my gosh, Heather, just listening to you and 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 thinking about everything that you're saying just it, it it means so much and when we come back um i'm gonna i'm gonna let you finish up but for right now this is hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything we'll be right back don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things brad kerr's your local edward jones financial advisor does Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today, 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Branching Out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com. I learn, I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country. Because every child is a gift. Every child can learn. And every child learns differently. Up at downcountry.com. Up at downcountry.com. Or call 217-617-3568. 217-617-3568. Or visit Down Country on Facebook or Twitter. Hashtag every child. Welcome back. I can't believe it. It's the final segment of Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. We've had Heather Sachs with us today, you guys, and she has been just, just, she, one, she's an amazing resource, but listening to her today um, talk about the ABLE Act. Mm-hmm. Um, has Keely was saying on break, she did a happy dance in her office <laughs> whenever that passed. And so Heather's going to continue to tell us a little bit about how ABLE is set up. If you ready, take it, take it and roll, Heather. 
Sure, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I, I will talk very briefly about this and then tell folks where they can get some additional information. Um, so as I said before, ABLE is a, you know, savings vehicle now. It's a tax advantage savings vehicle for individuals with significant disabilities and their families to be able to save money for, you know, their qualified disability expenses beyond that $2,000 asset cap that you have for uh, Social Security and Medicaid. Um, and the great thing is ABLE is very flexible. You, you know, it, it recognizes that, you know, if you've met one person with a disability, you've met one person with a disability. And we all have different expenses in our lives and, and want to use the money for different things. So it's actually very broadly um, interpreted the rules of, of what you can use the money for in an ABLE account. Anything from, you know, education, transportation, assistive technology, um, job training, you know, different community supports. Um, gosh, you can use it for health and wellness, those health care payments, your rent, your, um, you know, food, um, and, and really anything that would improve the quality of, the, of life for the person with a disability. So, um, so as I said, it, it really has become a game changer for so many people. Um, at NDSC, we work very closely with the ABLE National Resource Center, and I actually served as a senior policy advisor there for a while as well. Um, and I would highly encourage folks to go to their website to get information on all things ABLE. They have some very, very uh, instructive, you know, free webinars that you can view and talks exactly about sort of the rules of the accounts and, and what you can and can't use the money for and how much you can put in and, you know, how you can take it, take it out to, to spend it. Um, the website is www.ablenrc.org. And again, that stands for ABLE National Resource Center. Um, you can also reach out to me directly with any questions, and I'm sure Kate will um, give you my information at the end of this podcast. NDSCCenter.org. Heather at NDSCCenter.org. Exactly. I'm excited. And, and again, I also, we need to tell them to make sure to like the NDSC Policy and Advocacy page. Uh, if, yeah. if you're on Thank Facebook, you. we need to make sure listeners, you know, liking the page really helps because you can you can stalk them. You can cyber stalk them and just follow along because it's open. However, when you like the page, um, I believe it, it really helps because it well in Facebook social media world, it 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 helps give you updates. But you guys also do a newsletter as well, don't you? We do, yes. So we do um, we do a monthly newsletter called the Policy and Advocacy Newsline. Um, and all you that's you know completely free. You just have to go to the NDSC website and sign up to receive NDSC communications. And it's one of the regular NDSC communications that goes out. Um, my policy team and I really you know take take pains each month to explain exactly what we're working on in understandable language and how you as an advocate, as a constituent, can help us um, you know to to you know enact or, you know, oppose certain policies that are being proposed um, that affect our loved one's quality of life. Um, in addition, uh, for NDSC members, and I would hope that everyone affiliated with the Down syndrome community would become an NDSC member, it's so valuable. And I do know that anyone that's attended the NDSC convention is automatically an NDSC member. Mm -hmm. uh, you are welcome to join NDAC, our National Down Syndrome Advocacy Coalition. Again, you can just do that through the Policy and Advocacy tab on the NDSC website. 
And um, through NDAC, uh, we have uh, about 270 members now. We have about 44 states represented. It's our goal this year to get to all 50 states. Uh, remember I said before that, you know, that the power of your voice is so important and the power of your story. And, um, you know, I go to Capitol Hill all the time as a, you know, representative of a national organization and talk about policy issues. But what's most impactful is when the constituents, the people who vote for the representatives and senators, are calling them and telling them why this is important to them and their family. And through NDAC, we really give people the tools to do this. You absolutely do not have to be an expert or even an experienced advocate. We welcome all levels of advocacy and including, how, you know, by the way, self-advocates. We feel that, you know, individuals with Down syndrome are the most important voices at the table, and we need to, you know, lift them up and make them the first to be heard on every issue. Um, so through NDAC membership, there's a, a closed Facebook page, which you'll get access to, where people talk about different issues or just ask questions. You know, what does this mean? And, you know, how can I, how can I, you know, get this bill passed in my state legislature? We also do quarterly webinars um, with the whole policy team where we go through every issue area, whether it's healthcare, education, Medicaid, and tell you, you know, what's going on now, what's on the horizon, and again, how can we use our voices to help? And it's just a great network of advocates. As I said before, too, you know, some of the most wonderful thing about advocacy is learning from others, um, learning from other folks who are in your position who have walked the path before you and maybe paved the way. And, um, and so it's just a great advocacy community, and I encourage everyone to join. I, uh, Heather, I just I can't wait to have you back on the show because listeners, we're going to have her back on the show. And uh, Keely's uh, Keely's <laughs> point out that I've been my headphones have been taken over by Mr. Elliot Heather, so um, he really <laughs> wants to say hello and sign us off. Hello. Today. <laughs> All right, for our hello. listeners, yeah, there is there is absolutely no show and there's no policy without the self advocates, and right. so. Thank again, thank you again, Heather. And for this Sunday morning, this is hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything. You have a great Sunday.